You're listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode 31. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast-tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Michelle here and welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast. One of the questions I get asked the most is what the tools are that I use in my business and I have to admit I tend to gravitate towards those type of posts and podcast episodes myself too. I am a productivity nerd for sure. So I thought that in today's episode I would walk you through the main tools that I use day in day out in my business to improve my productivity, to manage my sales and service processes and help me manage my content namely this podcast and my social media channels. But I also know just how easy it is to get all gooey-eyed over new tools or apps for your business. I have definitely been there getting all excited about a new tool I think is going to make all the difference to a system or process in my business. Hello, shiny tool syndrome. Okay, I know it's usually called shiny object syndrome, but I am totally changing the name for this episode. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you about my free mini course, Overcome Overwhelm, to help you ditch overwhelm and get back on top fast. There is nothing worse than the sickening feeling of having too much to do and not knowing where to start. As a business owner, speaker, author, and a busy mum of two, I know what it's like to have a lot going on in your world. And I've definitely been there feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm. So when I identified the key triggers that kickstart that feeling and how to overcome them, I knew I had to create a free mini course to help you stop overwhelming its tracks and get back on top fast. In this mini course, you'll learn the key steps to take when overwhelm hits so it doesn't stop you from taming your to-do list and smashing your goals. I walk you through each video module step-by-step with easy access on your desktop, laptop, tablet, or phone. And there are even downloadable workbooks that you can use to consolidate your learning and create a personal toolkit you can use the next time overwhelm hits. To sign up now for instant access to all the videos and workbooks, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash overwhelm. That's michellereevescoaching.com forward slash overwhelm. And as always, I'll add the link into my show notes. Okay, back to today's show. As I said earlier, in today's episode, I'm going to be walking you through the main tools that I use every day in my business. Tools that improve my productivity, manage my sales and service processes, and help me manage my content, including this podcast and my social media channels. While I was preparing for this episode and auditing those tools, I realized there were more than I thought. And while there's definitely some crossover with one or two of the tools, I've split them into different categories to hopefully make it easier for you to see how they can be used in your business. So those categories are productivity, sales and service, and content management, as you might expect. And there are also a couple of miscellaneous tools I've thrown in at the end too, just because I find them so useful. So let's kick off with productivity, a category that is close to my heart. 
The first tool I use in this category is Google Drive. Now I know it's not new or revolutionary, but I have definitely embraced it in my business. So much so that I don't even have Microsoft Word, PowerPoint or Excel on my laptop. Every document I create lives in Google Drive, whether that's slides for a conference presentation, a script for filming a course video, my financial spreadsheets, or the notes from my one-on-one -on -one sessions with my coaching clients. And because everything is backed up in the cloud, I can access everything I create on my phone too, which is great if I'm waiting for the kids to finish an after-school club or if my train is late because I know I can jump on and carry on working on them without needing to be at my laptop. Now, as a pro tip, I use the business version of Google Drive, which costs me less than $10 a month and gives me more storage space plus a named email address for my business. But you can totally get by with the free version for sure. Now, you might be wondering, what if I'm working with people who use PowerPoint or Word and I'm using Google Slides or Google Docs? Well, you don't have to worry because in each of the Google versions, you can download your files in the Microsoft version. So it means I can download Google Slides as PowerPoint Slides and Google Docs as Microsoft Word files. So clever. Okay, this isn't where it ends for Google Drive because it's such an integral part of my service workflow too with my clients, but we'll get to that category in a moment. Okay. Tool number two in productivity is another Google tool, Google Calendar. I love this calendar and I literally run my whole business schedule on it. If you listen to episode 29, you'll know that I have a very specific way to plan out my time. But to give you a quick rundown, each quarter I decide what my key priorities are based on my goals for the year. I break each one down into tasks and then I block out the time that I'll need to complete those tasks straight into my calendar. And because I've linked my personal and business calendars, I can see both sets of tasks all on the one calendar, showing me exactly where my available time is to get those tasks done, allowing for other commitments and of course that all important time for self-care whether that's going to the gym, meeting up with friends, or just chilling out with a book. This has been a game changer for me because each morning I know exactly what I'm going to be doing and I can hit the ground running straight away. Now the pro tip here is that Google Calendar also links in with the other tools I use for sales. So more on that in a moment too. Okay, tool number three in productivity is Trello. Trello is a project management tool which you can access online and on your mobile. Now there are a number of different tools like this that I've used before including Asana and there's also Monday and Basecamp but I just love the visual elements of Trello. If you're familiar with Kanban boards, the way of laying out information in cards so you can move them around to find the best workflow for you then you'll love Trello because it's basically an electronic version of that. Each board has a series of lists and each list can contain a series of cards. You can write content or add pictures or documents to the cards and I use it as my planning and storage hub. So I have boards for any key projects that I'm working on, my podcast workflow, my content calendar, any talks or workshops I'm planning, plus I have a content store board where I put all those important links or reusable pieces of content that I know I'm going to use over and over again. 
So for example, instead of trying to remember the URL link for my book over on Amazon, or the welcome text I like to use whenever someone joins the Ideal Life Club Facebook group, I store it in the content store. Then when I want to use it, I can just go to that card on the content store board and copy and paste. So simple. Now, where where Trello really comes into its own for me is for managing projects with other people because you can invite other people to collaborate on your boards with you. So it's a great way to manage complex projects where there's different people who have to do different tasks. For example, I'm working with my US partners at the moment on an exciting project and we use Trello to manage all the tasks that need to be done before the project goes live. We have three main lists to do, doing, and done. And then a single card for each task which is assigned to one of us to lead on. And at any time, it's easy for us all to see what's been done, what's in the process of being worked on, and who's leading it, and what hasn't been started on. Now, the pro tip here is you can also enable a calendar for your boards, which means you can add a deadline for each card. Being able to view all the incomplete tasks for a project on a single calendar is a great way to see whether we're on track or falling behind on our timescales. And because you can also add comments to each card, we can continue the conversation within the app. I'll explain more about how I use Trello to manage my podcast when we get to the content category later. But for now, on to tool number four, which is OneTab. If you ever cry out in pain when you have all the tabs open on your laptop or desktop and then it freezes to do an upgrade or just crashes, then this is a tool for you because I have been in that position so many times and it used to drive me crazy. So OneTab basically allows you to collapse all the tabs you're working on into just one tab. On OneTab, all the links you've had open are then collapsed and listed out. And the pro tip with this tool is that you can categorize them into lists and lock the list so they can't be removed. I use OneTab as my link store for all the websites and apps that I use every day. So I'm never scrabbling around to find them. And the best bit? It's absolutely free. Okay, let's move on to the second category of the essential tools I use every day, sales and service. These are tools that help me to manage everything to do with my clients and prospective clients. So important. So the first first tool here is Google Drive again. So I said before that I'd share about how I use Google Drive in this category, and that's because I use it here as a client hub. So each of my clients has their own folder where I store everything they need when they're working with me, from their welcome pack to resources, session notes, and homework. It all gets stored in their folder, which only they and I have access to. This means they can access any of the content they need from any time from wherever they are, which is important because my clients are mostly business owners, so they might be overseas or traveling when we have our one-on-one sessions. I think that's really key. And it's easy for me to set up each client in the hub and know that everything is in one place. I love Google Drive for that. The second tool here is Acuity Scheduling, which as you can probably guess from the name is the tool I use to do all my client scheduling. Now this tool could easily have sat in the productivity category too, because it has saved me a bunch of time since I integrated it into my business. 
As you can imagine, as a life and business coach, a lot of my time could be spent scheduling sessions with clients and prospective clients. Not ideal if I'm busy working on a project or with one client and someone who wants to work with me can't get hold of me to book into my calendar, right? But Acuity allows prospective clients to book a free clarity call with me at a time and date that suits them without me ever needing to be involved. And because I've integrated Acuity with my Google Calendar, which we talked about earlier, Acuity will only show the times that I'm available. So no more double booking, which is great for me and even better for my clients. Plus, once I have a program of sessions set up with an existing client, any rescheduling or cancelling that needs to be done can all be handled directly in Acuity too. Now, that's not the only use for this tool because as well as client session, I also use Acuity to manage all the interviews for this podcast. When we've agreed that someone is going to join me on the show, I simply send them a link to the specific podcast interview scheduling page I've set up and they can book straight into my calendar in just the same way as my clients do. I've tried Calendly and others, but Acuity really is such a great tool and one that I'd recommend to anyone who has a coaching or service-based business. The free version is perfectly usable, but if you want to integrate with your calendar system or accept payments and deposits through PayPal, Square or Stripe, you'll need the paid for version, which at the time I'm recording this is still very reasonable. Okay, the third tool in this category is Zoom. Zoom is a video conferencing tool very much like Skype and it's the tool I use for hosting all my one-on-one coaching sessions and virtual group coaching sessions and workshops. What I love about Zoom is that each session has a unique URL. So I can send that to my clients and they can click it and join me directly in Zoom. Plus I can record all the sessions if I want to and share them with my clients using a unique link too. And the fourth and final tool in this category is Signable. Signable is an online contract signing tool that forms an integral part of my welcome process for my new clients. So I can send them a contract, sign it myself, and then have them sign it and send it back to me all at the touch of the button. And I can also see at a glance where any contract is in that process. So simple and easy, and my clients can skip straight through and into working with me without having to wait too long to get started. I just love it. And I love tools like that that are really simple and just perform one function brilliantly. Okay, the final category of tools that I use every day in my business is content management. And there's some overlap here too. So let's get into that right away. Remember I mentioned Zoom in the client process just now? Well, Zoom sits here in content management too because it's also the place that I host all the interviews for this podcast. And the beauty of Zoom here is that I can record the interviews and then strip out just the audio and download it straight into my editing software or send it over to an editor to do that for me. And that's brilliant because I love a tool that allows me to do more than one process in my business. Really helps me get a good bang for my buck. The second tool in this category is Podbean, which is the platform that I use to host this podcast. Now, when I was first starting out 30 or so episodes ago, I spent ages trying to figure out which was the best platform for me. I looked at Libsyn, SoundCloud, Buzzsprout and Spreaker, 
But Podbean was the one I settled with and I'm so glad I did. It's a really simple platform to use. I just upload my podcast as an MP3, add a description and an image that I've preloaded and I'm good to go. Podbean does all the work for me and schedules the podcast not only on the Podbean app, which is my favorite app for listening to podcasts, by the way, but also to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify and also Google Podcasts. Plus, this customer service team is great and they were really quick to help me with some of the little niggles that I struggled with when I was first launching. So things like knowing what size to upload my podcast image in, for example. I really love Podbean. The third tool for content management is called Headliner. So Headliner allows you to upload audio, video, or other content, add captions, animations, images, and more, and export it all as a video that you can share on your website or on social media. I use Headliner to create mini videos for each podcast episode. So I upload the audio from a podcast, I snip out a portion of the audio that I think will be interesting for my followers, I create captions, and then add an image and export the whole thing as a video beautifully formatted for Instagram stories or Facebook. You can also upload a video and have the tool transcribe captions for it, but I have to admit I haven't done that yet. Nevertheless, with video being so key to boosting engagement on all social media platforms right now, this tool is a no-brainer for me. Okay, the fourth tool here is Trello. So remember I mentioned before this was another crossover tool? That's because Trello is exactly where I map out the workflow for this podcast. I have a podcast board in Trello and inside that board I have lists which follow the exact process I need to follow to get a podcast episode from idea to published. So when I have an idea for a new episode or I have an interview booked, I create a card and add it into the first list on the board. Then I literally move the card from list to list following the workflow so I know exactly where each episode is in that process at any time. And this is key because, for example, I batch my podcast interviews together. So I might have five or ten interviews recorded, but only two or three edited and one ready to publish at any one time. You can see how that could be a recipe for disaster if I didn't have a handle on all that content. The workflow in Trello also reminds me of all the steps I need to take each time I edit and schedule an episode so nothing gets missed off. Have I convinced you to start using Trello yet? Oh, and guess what? There's a completely free version too. Just great. Now, the final tool in this category is another scheduling tool, but this time it's scheduling for my social media content. Posting content on social media can be a time sucker for sure. So I love blocking out time in my calendar once a week to create all the content I need and schedule it to post later on. As I said at the beginning, these are time-tested tools and believe me, I have used so many different tools for this process. I've been through Buffer, Content Cal, Hootsuite and CoSchedule, but the one I finally settled with is Promo Republic. What I like about this tool is that it's simple and easy to use, so it posts on all the channels that I want to, including on my Google business page. There's a calendar so I can see what I'm posting and when I'm posting it. But the big plus for me is that I can even create content right in the tool's content editor. So that means I can create images. I can also browse a list of suggested events I might want to post 
and I can schedule posts to repeat on a schedule of my choosing, which is great for evergreen posts that aren't time sensitive, and that's a real time saver. After all, when we spend time creating content, we want to be able to use it more than once. Okay, there's just time to mention a few miscellaneous tools that I've been using recently, which I want to give you the chance to check out too. Format Factory is a great tool for resizing and converting just about any video or audio file to the main file types you'll want to share online. So I use it to reduce the file size of videos, for example, so they don't buffer when people watch them in online courses. WeTransfer is my favorite way of sending really large files to people. And this is important because when I'm sending video footage to my editor, the files can be huge. Next is Otter AI. This is an online transcription tool which is powered by artificial intelligence, I believe. And I've been playing with this one to create transcripts for podcast episodes. It's actually pretty good. You do have to do some editing afterwards, but it's so much quicker than doing the transcription yourself. And because it's free, it's cheaper than hiring someone else to do it for you. Loom is a new tool for me, which another one I'm starting to play with. It was recommended to me by Chloe King, who is a member of the Ideal Life Club Facebook group. And Loom basically allows you to create personalized videos from your desktop or laptop with a voiceover and a picture of yourself in the corner of the screen. So you can use it to just record yourself on screen too if you want to. Now, where this is proving to be a really useful tool in my business is to create personalized videos to walk something through with a client that they've been struggling with, or to welcome them to my coaching program, or perhaps to answer questions I've been asked online. So when I want to do a video, I just click Loom in my browser window, and when I'm done, I get a link that I can share with that person I created it for, either as a direct message or by email. And I literally just created one today to show my technical support lady an issue I'm having on my website, and it was so quick and easy to do. Finally, Thrive Architect is a page builder for WordPress, which is the platform that I host my website on. And I can honestly say this has been the best WordPress tool I've used. It has a drag and drop editor and dozens of templates you can use to create pages for your website, regardless of the theme you have running. So even if you have no knowledge of design, you can just use one of the templates for say, creating a sales page with a video at the top, and just import the content you need right into the template. You can change colors, fonts, pretty much anything you like. I'd say most pages now on my site were built using Thrive Architect. And I'm a big fan of the team over there who do regular videos and updates which explain how to get best use out of the tool too. Okay, so those are some of the main tools and apps that I use in my business. And of course, I'll put links to all of them into the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash 31. But even though I'm sharing these with you, and I definitely recommend them all as tried and tested tools that I use all the time, I want you to be really cautious before you start using them in your business. Why? Well, because I said at the beginning of the show, I know just how easy it is to get all gooey-eyed over new tools or apps. Shiny tool syndrome or shiny object syndrome is definitely a thing and it can seriously dent your productivity. So what really is shiny tool syndrome? 
Well, here's how it might show up for you. You find yourself testing and tweaking a whole bunch of tech tools in your business because you don't want to miss out on gaining that little bit of extra productivity. Or you get distracted by those Facebook or Instagram ads promising to save you time or money or showing testimonials of people who have gotten amazing results from this or that new widget or tool. Or you try a new tool for a while, but you don't really integrate it into the workflow of your business. So after a while, you find you're not using it so much and you begin the search for a replacement. Now, at the heart of it, there are four key reasons why you might be suffering from shiny tool syndrome in your business. The first is that you're constantly distracted and you aren't focusing on the top priorities which will really move the needle in your business. Secondly, as an entrepreneur building your business, you're naturally motivated by new ideas, but this is exactly what leads you to never settle on just one option, so you keep looking for new alternatives which might be better. Thirdly, you haven't really taken the time to truly integrate the tools you use into your business processes or workflow, so you're not really reaping the benefit from them. And fourthly, maybe you don't have enough confidence in your business and think that other people know more than you do, so they'll come like a white knight to solve your business challenges with their shiny new tool. Okay, so we've been through what it looks like and some of the reasons for it, but you know I'm all about the practical for you guys. So here are my five tips for managing shiny tool syndrome so it doesn't distract you from your key priorities and also for evaluating whether a tool is right for you. So number one, trust your strategy and processes. When you have a solid strategy and set of systems and processes in your business that's generating revenue for you, trust it. If you're unsure about those things, that's when it's likely you'll start grabbing at a shiny new tool to fill the gap. So here's a word to the wise on this, they don't fill the gap. When I'm working with my clients, we often do an audit of their business processes to see where the gaps are. And in my experience, it's those gaps which can lead to that shiny tool syndrome. Number two, fully integrate the tools you have right now. If you've been running your business even just for a short time, I'm guessing you have a bunch of tools you are already using, perhaps even some of the list I just went through. But if they're not fully integrated into your business processes, then you're likely not making the best use of them. Take some time to figure out exactly what each process in your business needs and use that as a starting point to evaluate if the tools you already have will meet those needs. If the answer is yes, then go all in. Make them a solid cornerstone in your business and move on. Number three is to press pause for 24 hours. So before you dive in to start using any new tool, press pause for 24 hours because that's usually enough time for the effects of any marketing you've seen to wear off. It also gives you some time to answer a few questions about the tool. So question one is, is this tool a replacement for something I already have? And if so, is it 50% or more better? The second question is, do I have the time it will inevitably take for me to set it up? And what will I have to postpone as a result? 
And three, if this is a brand new tool and not a replacement for something I'm already using now, how have I managed without it so far? And would I be better streamlining that process and delegating part of it rather than bringing on board a brand new tool? Tip number four, understand that new doesn't always mean better. Now, this isn't to say that staying in touch with the latest trends and updates isn't important, but if you're trying out every new tool, you're likely not getting the big rocks smashed in your business. New is just that, new. And often it isn't even that, which is why, for example, in the social media scheduling space, we have so many different tools, like I said before, Buffer, Promo Public, Social Spout Social, Hootsuite, Content Cal, and many more. They all do pretty much the same thing with very minor differences. So if you find one that works for you, use it. Learn to see past the hype and instead think about where this new tool would really sit in your list of priorities. Number five, train your focus muscles and ditch distraction. So willpower is not the best way to manage distraction because inevitably for us mere mortals, it will fail over time. So the best way to manage distraction is to actually limit the sources of distraction. So you want to thin out the noise that's taking you away from your priorities by limiting, for example, your time on social media and in your inbox to certain times of the day. And if you still find you're getting pulled away from your big goals and tasks, analyze why that might be. Are you struggling to overcome procrastination and get started? If so, your mind might be looking for a plausible way out and using a shiny new tool as that rabbit hole to dive down. Instead, break down the tasks into the smallest possible chunks, set yourself a deadline and just get started. So there you have it, my essential time-tested tools to boost your business and how to stop shiny tool syndrome from denting your productivity. Okay, that's all from me today. I hope this episode has been useful. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Which tools do you use in your business? Or if you find you suffer from shiny tool syndrome like I did, which tip could you try out this week? Drop me an email at michelle at Michelle Reeves Coaching to let me know, or you can chat to me on social media. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Next week, I'll be sharing another inspiring interview, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss it. And before I go, if you liked this episode, it would really mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes so that more amazing women get to hear the podcast. In the meantime, until next time, be positive, be powerful, be productive, and keep fast-tracking your ideal life. Bye for now.